Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to take you through our weekly tour of Enterprise News. Our lead story is about James Hockenberry, a Gilderland Center resident who was arrested last year for um, sexual acts with a child. Another child has come forward, and Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has the story of the pretrial hearing. Rose Schneider has been busy this week. <laughs> we got a call from a Slingerlands resident who is concerned that the historic neighborhood they worked so hard to have listed on the national and state site for historic places is being encroached by development, and they wanted to make the public aware of that. The dominant picture was taken by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, and that is a picture of Eric Westerveld's brother, Jason. And our longtime readers will remember in 2004, Eric Westerveld was arrested for murder and convicted of it the next year. He's been in jail all this time, and his family still believes he's innocent. The reason Jason is holding axes is because he said they were in the shed all the time and police never looked at them. He said his brother was being sarcastic in a interview with the police, saying he had used a hatchet, a souvenir from Lake George he had as a child, to commit the murder. Turning the page, we come to our editorial which features Mary Brown, who is <laughs> painted here in a portrait by our illustrator, Carol Coogan, with a lotus blossom behind her, and you can see it online in color. It's a beautiful shade of pink with her big red heart. And Mary Brown had called us to tell us about how she had been scammed um, by people tricking her into believing her grandson was arrested and needed money. But she really taught us much larger lessons than that because of her deep forgiveness. Our lead letter this week is by Gary Clapel of Longfield Farm in Knox. He's also a professor teaching at the University at Albany, and he had some very prescient things to say about the state of agriculture today, and particularly took issue with a comment made at a Knoxtown board meeting uh, about how part-time farmers shouldn't be allowed on an ag committee, and he has a response to that. Turning the page, we have a picture of someone who's familiar to Altamont Enterprise readers, and that is because he's a Congressional Medal of Honor winner or recipient who has frequented the Homefront Cafe, and he was joined by another for a dedication in Albany of a memorial for Gold Star families. Those are families who have lost a member to armed services. We have many um, election letters here for Burn Knox Westerlo, and um, we're excited that there's such a lively election. On the following page, we continue with more letters, both sides of an issue on Stewart's coming to the Hilltowns, and also a shout out 
for Emma Delfinson, who is uh, heroically lobbying for lymphedema funding. More election letters, this time from Gilderland, where there's another lively race and two opposing views on the proposed Crossgate Hotel that is seeking a tax break um, in order to build in Gilderland. The Caregiver's Corner this week features volunteers as well as a look at something called the Village Movement, which would allow people to age in place. Still more letters on a successful program run by Mary Ellen Gillis, the Youth Services Coordinator in Knox, as well as an invitation to join in the Knox Memorial Day Parade. And last but certainly not least, more wit and wisdom from John Williams of the Old Men of the Mountain. Well, I thought that was the end, but we've got still more opinion. Janice Schillinglaw is inviting everyone to a second Community Cares Day to help with cleanup in New Scotland. And these are pictures Michael Koff took of last weekend's cleanup, focusing here on the Bly Creek. And these are lacrosse players from Voorheesville helping out. We have a very moving story from Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, who has assiduously followed Justin Justice Booz's family after he was killed as a day laborer, his first day on the job in a wood chipper machine. There was a, a ceremony to honor workers who had died on the job, and Elizabeth also caught up with his family, who is mourning him and has been comforted by quilts that someone made of his clothing. And um, she's also followed up with OSHA, where the owner of the um, tree company is contesting OSHA's um, charges, and that will go to trial. On the following page, we have a look at the Voorheesville Library budget, $1.17 million, slight increase a penny per thousand of assessed evaluation. But really, the heart of the story is Gail Sacco, the longtime director, just philosophically discussing what a library does today and how it's no longer a place just for books, but for community to meet and learn in many different ways. This is a particular favorite of mine. I wrote about a cupola that had is been twice rescued, first by Joe Murley, who died last year, and then his friend, Charlie Stewart, who understood uh, Joe Murley's appreciation for historic objects that could still be beautiful and functional and went to a lot of pain to restore that cupola, which came from a demolished mobile station in Duanesburg and has now been hoisted high to top a barn at the Gas Up, on the Gas Up grounds, and that is a yearly gathering of all things to do with old machines and is celebrating a big anniversary this year. Turning the page, we have... Uh, arrests in our area, as well as a story on a drug bust at a Gilderland hotel that turned up not only 248 bags of heroin, but a man who gave a false name and turns out to be wanted in connection with a New York City murder investigation. 
we have another great story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. We have followed um, the Crossgate shooting since it occurred. No one was hurt, but the gunfire caused shoppers and workers to flee the mall or be locked down inside. The man who is accused of attempted murder in the case is Tashi Mayweather. His lawyer, Lee Kinlan, is making the case that he was the wrong man. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, the prosecution is arguing that it was a gang-inspired conflict that came to a head and he fired a shot. H. Rose Schneider, tracking down how grant money was being spent, discovered Sawyer Cressop, a young woman who will now be working for the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy, and you can read all about her and her work. The Gilderland Public Library is planning a $4 million budget, and there will be a public hearing next Thursday, May 11th, where you can learn more about it and express your views. This is a follow-up on the front page story, and the reason the Westervelt family has some hope after all these years of having their son, Eric, in prison is that these TV hosts on a new crime show, Beyond Reasonable Doubt, are looking closely at crimes where justice may not have been served. And Mrs. Westervelt, Wendy Westervelt, is hoping this may trip someone's consciousness or someone who knows something may come forward and exonerate her son. At the center in glorious color, we have Rose's follow on the Slingerlands Historic District, which follows Route 85 New Scotland Road, in mostly in the town of Bethlehem. And she discovered an historic burial ground there, which the people in this historic district are eager to have restored, as well as documenting some of the Victorian architecture. Not this one. This is a restaurant that has closed, and that lot, one of the proposals, is a significant development there. <clears throat> An old train shed next to the one-time tracks, now a rail trail, beautiful Victorian homes, and this one predates the Victorian era. It's the oldest in the district from the 1790s. The planner at Bethlehem said that there are tools in place already, although some of these district residents feel very strongly that more protections are needed. Turning the page, as always, there's lots going on at the library. And an interesting note, the Gilderland Library um, is the first in the state to sell easy passes um, to its patrons. Mark Curiel has put together profiles of the three library candidates, and you can read all about them. There were two intended vacancies, and then sadly, David Bosworth, a trustee, died. So are there now three vacancies, and write-in votes are still possible. We turn the page to see James Hockenberry, more about the pre-trial hearing, where there were questions on why computers had been confiscated but never looked at, and more of that will unfold once trial begins. Lots of events going on at, in the community listed in our calendar. 
And turning the page, we have in our coverage area one of the young women who's been chosen as a Tulip Queen finalist, Juliana Ralph of Medusa. She's a Siena College student, and her plan, if she becomes the queen, is to have a program so that refugees and immigrants can tell their story. We think that's a wonderful idea. The seniors, we have a lot of news happening, <laughs> as always, with Susan Kidder from New Scotland listing many, many, many trips on the yellow bus, and we urge people that are of a certain age to get involved and have some fun doing that. If we don't have it, you don't need it. Enterprise classified ads. We have, as always, obituaries and then a look at a student in Bern who placed in a countywide poster contest depicting her family and a notice from the Depot Lane Singers who are planning their spring concert. And as always, we end with sports and really great pictures by Michael Koff. Unfortunately, the games this week that he chose Burn Knox Westerlo softball and Warriesville um, baseball were on the losing end of the bat, but we hope they can turn that around in future games. And on the back page, in glorious color, we have longtime rival Niskayuna once again beating Gilderland in lacrosse. And that concludes our week.